Hello and welcome to this special Christmas edition of Things Unseen, the podcast for people of faith and those who are fascinated by the spiritual dimension to life. I'm Liz Ali Kunley, a Church of England priest, former Archdeacon of Hackney and chaplain to His Majesty the King. If you go into any card shop or look online for religious Christmas cards, you'll find a huge array of pictures of the Virgin Mary with baby Jesus. But there's one thing. They're nearly always shown as white. A blonde-haired, blue-eyed Mary cradling her infant son, who's also white. For black Christians, this can be quite alienating. But across the ages, people in different parts of the world have shown Mary in their own image. So she's been depicted in many different ethnicities and cultures. Black Madonnas are a special case. There are hundreds of them in Europe alone, like the famous one at Montserrat in Spain. There are also Black Madonnas in Japan and South Africa. Some are centuries old and draw pilgrims from far and wide. Others are contemporary, created by black artists. In this Christmas podcast, I'll be going in search of some of these Black Madonnas, and finding out how they inspire Christians of all ethnic backgrounds as we celebrate the birth of Christ. I've come to St Claudine's Catholic School for Girls in north-west London, which has its own Black Madonna statue in the school chapel. The girls here come from many different backgrounds, and not all of them are Catholic. I asked them what they think of their black Madonna. I'm not personally Catholic, but I do have belief in Mary. Aside from the actual faith part of it, as a black person, seeing the Madonna depicted as someone who perhaps looks closer in tone to me is also quite a special experience. I think her significance of being black is very important. If you mix like all the colours, you get black. So black is like inclusion of everything. So like Mary is inclusion. She loves everyone. And like that's Christianity. Mary being depicted as a black woman, it doesn't really matter to me the most because I consider her as my heavenly mother and that truly matters the most to me. Her colour is not mentioned. Her features are not mentioned. It's just her receiving the Holy Spirit, and then she's having Jesus. Anne-Marie Sylvester Charles is chaplain to the school. She's a member of the congregation at the nearby Catholic Church, Our Lady of Wilsdon, which also has a black Madonna. I come from a Caribbean household and go into a church every week, and the image of Mary in the church looks like me, it was a godsend. I then believe that, obviously when we read the scripture, when you're a child, you're taught, um, you read scripture and you make the pictures yourself. So when I was making images of Mary, I saw her as the Mary that was at our church, at Our Lady of Fools in the Black Madonna. What would you want the girls at... St Claudine's school to take away from the replica in the school chapel? That she is inclusive and that we are fortunate to have another version, a version that may look like many of them, 
we live in a society where people are deemed or judged by how they look, what they're wearing. But I want our students to realise that she's inclusive, she looks like you, but she looks like you by the love, the kindness, the tenderness, the humility, the idea to support one another. And that's what I want our students to take with them. The story of the original Black Madonna of Wilsdon is a turbulent one. Before the 16th century, she was highly revered. But during the English Reformation, when religious images fell out of favour, she was taken away and burnt. They even dropped her ashes in a river to eradicate every trace of her. In local memory, the power of the Black Madonna lived on. And in recent years, a new image was installed in a special shrine. In fact, Wilsdon has two black Madonnas now, one Anglican and one Catholic. The priest at the Catholic Church is Father Stephen Willis. He felt drawn to Mary from a young age. I didn't grow up in a Catholic household. I was brought up by parents who were Methodists. And I myself went to Methodist Sunday school for years. I then got a place in the choir in the cathedral in the city where I grew up, and I was confirmed in the Anglican church. I recall as a child on a bedroom wall at home, there was just a small, very simple picture of the Madonna. And I can see how my interest has grown and in devotion to Mary over the years, gradually as I took my journey from Methodism, Church of England, into Catholicism. Mary has always been part of the devotion of parishes and communities that I both worshipped with and then been the pastor of. But at every step on the way, Mary's been there. So it's a great blessing to have this privilege for these last 20 years to have been here and to be able to restore the Shrine Chapel. I think it's really important to be talking about Black Madonnas at this particular time of year, this sort of Christmas season, because we think about Mary a lot at Christmas. We think about her making that trek, um, not knowing where she would give birth, not knowing what her life would be, this young, innocent, brave woman. And... Then, on Christmas Day, she gives birth to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who's going to save us from our sins, who's going to transform and change the whole world. It's huge. And that is what the Christmas message is. So what better time than now? What better time to be thinking about who Mary is, what she did, and her relevance? Time for me, then to learn a bit more about Black Madonnas. Melanie Landman is an anthropologist who has a fascination with them. There's been theories put forward that the places where we find Black Madonnas in Europe may have been pre-existing sites for goddesses and the worship of pagan goddesses and they were just overtaken later on by Christians. That's certainly one explanation. There's also the relationship between the Black Madonna and the female figure in the Song of Songs, 
who's described as black and beautiful. And that phrase is round the bottom of the statue in Tindari in Sicily of the Black Madonna. So it may be that that was an association that people were thinking of when they created these images. But actually, we really don't know. <laughs> um, those are just theories. So that's one of the other reasons I think why these figures are so interesting is because we don't really know a lot of their history. They might be connected to pre-Christian beliefs, but for some people today, they still hold a great deal of importance. One of the most famous black Madonnas of all is in Poland. Legend has it that she was painted by St. Luke on a tabletop. Her features are delicate and Western, her eyes cast down, her face reposed in a sad expression, and her skin is dark brown. She is revered by Polish Catholics all over the world, including in the UK, where a copy of the icon is set near the altar at the Polish church in Ealing, in West London. She's been there since the 1960s, when she was brought over from Poland during the communist era by a Polish Catholic bishop. Father Lukasz Mazurek is a priest at the church. From the early beginning, when the Poland country was formed, we had so many enemies, so many problems with our identity, with taking care about the society. And immediately, the Polish people found that there is a special person who can take care about them in these different times of struggles and a lot of problems which they really had. And there's a beautiful shrine in Jasna Góra in Częstochowa, which is really connected with the story of Poland. It's on the mountain, so you can see this shrine when you walk uh, during the city Częstochowa. And the story is about uh, when Polish kings, especially during the wars with Sweden in 1660, when Poland was fighting very bravely about the freedom, even that we weren't so strong to win that battles because Poland was a small country, the borders were changing because of our neighbors. But people immediately found that if they consecrated Poland to Our Lady for under her special protection, they will find in their sons a special power, light. They really need somebody who will help them. And when one of the king of Poland dedicated Poland to protection under the protection of Our Lady, Poland was still strong. They win one battle, another battle later. So people immediately found that, wow, it's something important. And the same story was repeated, I truly have to say, in every century of history of Poland. And this black Madonna image icon is a beautiful icon, which is uh, the legend told that um, Saint Luke painted that picture, of course, <laughs> for me it's important, I'm Luke, but uh, it's only a legend. But, uh, you know, in every Polish family houses, especially during the wars, in the times between the wars, in communism times and all these problems which we had in Europe generally, you can find this small black Adana icon. Kasia Fuchsia plays the organ at the Catholic Church. Jest 
this devotion to Our Lady has developed in times for Poles in exile enormously. In difficult times, Poles have always entrusted their personal fate and the fate of the homeland to Our Lady, the Queen of Poland. And we know from different historical sources when that already at the beginning of the 19th century and at the beginning of 20th century, when the Poles were forced to go overseas, they would take with themselves the little cross, maybe, and the image of Our Lady of Częstochowa. Father Lukasz says there are many theories about why she's black. One of uh, the monks told me, you know, she's black because that was a black history of Poland. So on her face you can find uh, each event of his black history of Poland when we were oppressed. Another one is more simple because when you're an artist and you use different pigments, different colors, it makes uh, another color. So that's the most realistic answer. And her face is not so really happy as usually used to be another icon of Mary's. That's also connecting with the story of Poland, the history of Poland, because we had a lot of events in the history of Poland very sad. So always the interpretation of that icon was that on the face of Mary, you can find the whole history of Poland, her beloved country. She is a figure of someone we are going to become one day. She's so pure, so beautiful, and at the same time, she's very close. She's like everybody, because she she's a human being. She's close to the Polish people, to our history, so she understands us more deeply, and we trust her that she knows what we need, and she gives the right answer, shows us the right direction of our faith. And, uh, yeah. I don't think there is one uh, parish in Poland who hasn't organized the pilgrimage to Częstochowa to see a black Madonna and to pray to her. So it's just... Yeah, yeah. It's so, for Polish people, it's, it's so, so obvious, obvious <laughs> that they worship Jesus and worship black Madonna, yeah, even uh, his mother, our mother. Why, yeah. yeah, It's so obvious it's for us as natural. the root of our yeah. hearts, yeah, 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 yeah. our religious heart. I think a lot of it's to do with healing and liberation. That's Marian expert, Melanie Landman again. Black Madonnas are often associated with healing and you know, resuscitating dead babies, but they're also associated, interestingly, with the freeing of prisoners, the liberation of prisoners. And those two themes are very, very powerful, I think. When a place, a shrine, has so many hundreds of years of people visiting it and putting in all their energy into it. I think that's something that kind of, we can almost feel it when we go to these places and it just brings people back time and time again because there's like a continuity of worship at these places. There are also modern images of black Madonnas and several contemporary artists have created work which offers fresh perspectives for a society still grappling with the consequences of slavery and ongoing racial injustice. Inspired by that, I even painted a Black Mary myself as a way of creating an image of her that I could relate to. In my painting, she's sullen and beautiful, 
pregnant and holding a cloth with her son's blood on it, to show a foretaste of what is to come. I wanted to show the grief of a woman who knows she will lose her son, but also the faith and bravery of a young girl who gave birth to the Son of God. To see another modern black Madonna, I visited a statue which was only commissioned a few years ago at an Anglican church, Our Lady and All Souls, in Kilburn in London. It was commissioned by the local priest. He wanted to honour the many people from African and Caribbean communities in his congregation who were working on the front line during the COVID pandemic. I met the artist Kate Agawa in front of the image. We're just standing in front of it right now. She's a little bit taller than I am on a kind of double wooden podium. She's in a sort of dark brown bronze and she's kind of elevated. She's got a really tall kind of base and she sort of works up to the figure at the top where she's cradling the Christ child in her left arm and he's kind of cradling her at the same time. And then he's got his left hand raised in a blessing and she's looking into sort of middle distance and he's looking a little bit in the foreground. And I was kind of hoping to imagine the viewer kind of looking, he might be looking at the viewer and she might be looking a little bit into the distance perhaps. And she's got her right arm open in a gesture, in a kind of open gesture which might have different meanings for different people, perhaps. You know, I feel like you are being so humble, Kate. This is beautiful. The images are beautiful. You know, Mary has this incredibly serene look on her face. Her hair is cane-rode back beautifully, and they are inclining their heads towards each other, Mary to her child and the child upwards to its mother. And there is a sense of real love and unity between them that kind of overflows really you know it's like their love and unity transcends them and pours out to the rest of the world the images are clearly African or at least it feels like they have African origins what was your inspiration behind the the very kind of visual aesthetic look to your work I'm very influenced by the community in which I grew up which was then Hunsworth surrounded by people very different races and very multicultural yeah very multicultural yeah so that's the heritage which I've been part of I've lived with I work with I teach refugees and asylum seekers so I continue to be involved in minority culture and that's what I'm interested in Father Robert Thompson is the priest who commissioned the statue She represents for me the diversity of the people that come to worship in this place with that wonderful tension between vulnerability but strength and dignity. This statue reflects for me so much of my pastoral work because a lot of people in our parish struggle and, you know, That's not just black people, but a lot of people struggle to make ends meet. They struggle to bring up their children. 
They struggle to pay the rent. She represents for me that experience of those younger black women in my congregation, but of all of them, all of the people in my congregation who struggle like that. And she says, here am I, I'm the one who bears God and here is God and God is with you in that struggle. Our Lady of Kilburn, you are black and beautiful. At this church, they have a special prayer for their black Madonna. And a small group are here this morning, praying that prayer as they gather in front of her. To Jesus, your son. I've been coming here 70 years on and off. So it's my family church. And it's just wonderful to have it here. You know, it, uh, we have many black people in our company. And one thing I have noticed, that everyone who goes up to see her at the end holds the hand, because the hand is coming out like this. And I think that is the area where what the sculpture has done will wear off on the hand. It's already beginning to come through, which is, which is wonderful. The first time it really struck me that Mary could be a route into a different experience of God was after the birth and death of my first child. And we were approaching Christmas. Um, Rowan had died shortly after he was born, but I did have that experience of becoming a mother and then becoming a bereaved mother. And that Christmas, as we moved through Advent toward Christmas, it was a really lonely time. And there was something about Mary's own experience of, of knowing that she would be bereaved. It resonated in a different way for me that first Christmas um, after losing my first child. As a woman of colour myself, not black, but a woman of colour, it's so special when you see diverse representations of icons, really. I travelled to one of the country and I saw one. That's all. I haven't seen any other one. So it's it's very important for me. The black people, too, have got um, an angel, same as uh, white. So the statue in Kilburn does show a young woman of African heritage. But icons like the Polish Madonna and even the original statue at Wilsdon have a more complex story to tell. Some are black, clearly because the material that was used was black. So like, for example, ebony is a dark wood. Melanie Landman again. Some have gone black over time because of atmospheric conditions. Our Lady of Chartres in France was originally not a black Madonna and there was a big controversy because her statue was re-whitened and people didn't like it. But now we are getting better at acknowledging the cultural diversity of European history. Perhaps we might find later on that some of these Madonnas were made by people to reflect themselves. Europe wasn't white, <laughs> so why not have people there that were making the Madonnas in their own image? We should always be mindful that history changes and our attitude to it changes and what we get out of it changes. And the Madonna is no different <laughs> when it comes to that. The Thank you for spending this time with me as I found out about Black Madonnas both old and new and why they still speak to so many people today. For many Christians, of course, Mary holding the Christ child in her arms 
also depicts the essence of Christmas, the time when a young woman gave birth to the saviour of the world. Yet Christmas can be an emotionally charged time. So, perhaps, during all the busyness of the season, taking a moment to pause and focus on Mary, even for just a few minutes, can create a much-needed break, a sense of calm and stillness. And it can be a wonderful reminder of some of the things we've heard today about love, inclusion, social justice and peace at Christmas. I'm Liz Adikunli, and you've been listening to the Christmas edition of Things Unseen, the podcast brought to you by CTVC. From me and all the team here from Things Unseen, have a very Merry Christmas. <laughs>